Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Taz and Moose with you here on this Tuesday morning, coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage, push button, get mortgage. Let's continue the NFL conversation, shall we? Let's welcome aboard right now Ryan Wilson, friend of the show, covers the NFL. For CBS Sports and CBS Sports HQ joins us now here on this Tuesday morning. Good morning, Ryan. How are you, bud? Ryan, what's up? Good morning, guys. How's it going? Uh, do well. Do well. You know, a, a lot to get into uh, and a number of intriguing storylines. Let's start in New York with the Giants. For, should Giant fans be as excited as they are from what they saw Sunday afternoon from Daniel Jones? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um Look, the Daniel Jones thing is this, and this is what I said. I talked to you guys the Friday after the first round of the draft. I said I like Daniel Jones. I didn't love him at number six, and I don't think that was anything crazy. I liked the way he played last year. He played on a Duke team that was, by most accounts, terrible. The offensive line wasn't very good. He had receivers dropping the ball, so he wasn't playing in a Clemson or an Oklahoma or an Alabama system. And um, if you're taking him number six at Dave Gettleman and you're convinced, my only issue was just start him right away. Why are we bringing Eli Manning back when we know what Eli Manning is? And we saw that over the first two games. And I thought making the move to Daniel Jones sooner, sooner rather than later made a lot of sense. Now, the issue is, is this. It's probably less Daniel Jones and more of the Giants. The defense is terrible. Absolutely, utterly right. terrible. Offensive line has huge issues. And, oh, by the way, your best player, Saquon Barkley, is out four to eight weeks with a high ankle sprain. So you're going to have to manage that around Daniel Jones. And also, don't forget, he took a whooping in, in behind the line of scrimmage. He took a lot of huge hits. And you want to manage that. You don't want to get your franchise quarterback hurt because of scheme based on the fact that you don't have your best running back. So, yeah, I mean, he, he played out of his mind in that game. He exceeded everyone's expectations. I'm extremely happy for him. I know people on Twitter like to, to say, I told you so. But it's one game. It's a, certainly a step in the right direction. I'm sure Pat Shermer finally slept well at night for the first time in a year and a half. But you have to manage those expectations with the other things we just talked about, the defense, the offensive line, and no Saquon. Hey, so, Ryan, if we shift gears to last night's game, so question for you. Uh, bigger nightmares right now about Khalil Mack. As you know, he played great yesterday. Uh, Jay or John Gruden? Which one you think? <laughs> you remember, he was with the Raiders, as you know, and uh, and then he didn't, he didn't sign him to stay with the Raiders, John Gruden, and then Jay Gruden. Well, Khalil Mack just destroyed his team yesterday, last night, I should say. Yeah, a lot of disrespect from the Gruden family. For, yeah, for no doubt. You trade. Here's the thing, man. You're John Gruden and the Raiders. You trade Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper. Yeah. And you're like, am I a better football team now? No, you're not. And then Jay Gruden... At one point last night, Jay Gruden had a tight end over Khalil Mack. That tight end didn't block Khalil Mack. Then he had another tight end, Vernon Davis, pulling to block Khalil Mack. He didn't get there. And guess what? Case Keenum got destroyed. And that was sort of a microcosm for the night. So um, the Redskins, we talk about the, the Giants being a mess. At least they have some direction. The Redskins 
have no direction. It starts at the top with the owner, the general manager. Jay Gruden is a, is a lame duck, and I suspect he'll be probably the first guy fired. It seems like they're going in that direction. Allen's got to go too, Ryan. I Look, I'm with you, but it seems like he's he's close with the inside of the owner, and he's survived a lot of the other uh, turnovers and upheavals in, in Washington. And, uh, look, that the whole situation in Washington is a mess. Redskins fans have every right to be – completely and utterly disgusted with what's on that field, and it's been that way for, for most of the 20, 20 years now that Dan Snyder's on that team. They've had their, their, their peaks, but most of it's been valleys. And it's just one – and here's something else I would suggest. Don't ever, 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 under any circumstances, put the Redskins on Monday Night Football. Yeah. Oh, it's horrible. It was horrible. Uh, they're 2-17 and 17 in their last 19 games on Monday Night Football. Not great. No. <laughs> That's no. saying it kindly. No. That is saying it kindly. Um, you know, let's head out to uh, you know. Curious about Mason Rudolph. You know the you know the the Steelers make the deal last week. Uh, you know, a week ago yesterday, and trade their first round pick in twenty twenty for Minka Fitzpatrick. He was all over the field in San Francisco on Sunday, and he's a hell of a defensive player. Then the story comes out that they had a first round grade on Rudolph when they drafted him coming out of Oklahoma State. Obviously, did not draft him in the first round. What's your impressions? You know, they, Roethlisberger had the surgery yesterday. They expect a full recovery, him back at quarterback in, in 2020. What's your take on what Rudolph's future is, and do you believe that he's the, the future heir behind Roethlisberger, or is it too early to say that? First things first, when I, they, they announced the trade, I was relieved to find out they didn't include Benny Snell in that trade because they traded Benny Snell. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> off the Benny that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but honestly, here's the deal. Look, they weren't they weren't going to draft a quarterback. Say they kept that pick, and they have a top five pick, and they seem to be heading that direction in twenty twenty. The Steelers were not drafting the quarterback for just what you said, uh, Moose. They had a first round grade on, on Mason. They like Mason, and also Roethlisberger has two more years left on his deal after this year. He said he's coming back, so it didn't make sense to draft a guy number five overall and, and then have him sit behind two other quarterbacks. Mason did not look great in San Francisco, and I part of that's on him, obviously. Part of that's on the scheme. And I think part of the other thing is we're sleeping on the 49ers, at least their defense. You can ask questions about Jimmy G, and that's fair. But that defense, starting with the front four, all first-round picks, most recently Nick Bosa, they they were dominant against a a pretty good Steelers offensive line. So Mason Rudolph didn't have a lot of time to throw. He looked flustered. The receivers couldn't get open. And, again, you can blame that on scheme and the offensive coordinator. Uh, And here's the other thing I'll say. I actually loved the trade when it happened, even though we knew Roethlisberger was done for the year and that the Steelers would probably have a pretty high first-round pick. And here's why. Minka Fitzpatrick, as you sort of alluded to, is a beast. First four series, he had an interception and a forced fumble. If he were coming out this year and this year's draft in 2020, he'd be the first defensive back taken with a top ten pick. So the Steelers got that in Minka, and they have him right now. And they have a history of being terrible at drafting defensive backs in any round. So I don't have any concern with that just for the reasons I explained. But Mason Rudolph, there's some questions. And I think a lot has to change, obviously. But I think he could be helped by the offensive coordinator scheming ways for guys to get open to make the throw simpler because he was he was struggling a lot in San Francisco. Uh, guest right now, special guest right now is Ryan Wilson, covers the NFL for CBS Sports and for CBS HQ. So if, uh, if we head down to Jacksonville, you know, Moose and I have been talking a lot, uh, Ryan, about Jalen Ramsey and the whole stuff going on with him. How, you know, and, you know, he's out sick now, might have the flu, as you know, and all this jazz he wants out of there. But it seems like, the, you know, the Jaguars want to keep him. Uh, how do you think the whole Jalen Ramsey saga comes to an end? Well, here, here's the thing. If the Jaguars keep winning football games, 
they're going to be less inclined to trade Jalen Ramsey. And I give Jalen Ramsey credit. He showed up Thursday night, and he played really well. He did play he, hard. He did. Yeah, he wasn't, he wasn't goofing off out there and trying to avoid getting hurt. He was out there balling. So I give him credit for that. Maybe he's sick. I don't know. But here's the thing. They have at Denver. They can win that game. Joe Flacco was terrible. Uh, yeah. Newsflash to John Elway. Uh, the Panthers, who are apparently a really good team right now. The Saints, we don't know with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, the Bengals and the Jets. So, look, man, if, if they win three of these next four or five games, I don't think Jalen's going anywhere because you have until just after week eight, which is October 27th, until the trade deadline, that Tuesday afterwards, to make a decision. That said, if I were the Chiefs, the Seahawks, even the Ravens have been mentioned as a team in the mix, I would give serious consideration to trying to get Jalen Ramsey if you think you have a chance uh, to win a Super Bowl. And certainly the Chiefs are there. And the only issue with the Chiefs is the secondary. And the only thing right now it feels like they have to concern themselves with is finding a way to beat the Patriots. Jalen Ramsey goes a long way in making that happen, but they're going to have to make the offer that the Jaguars are willing to accept. It sounds like two first-round picks. Maybe they can, that, that, that'll change as we clo- get closer to this trade deadline. But, again, if the Jacks keep winning – that changes the, the, the dynamic excuse me, uh, of any trade conversation with Jalen. You know, Ryan, we just got off a segment where we were talking about Antonio Brown. Now he's taking online courses, four of them, at Central Michigan. Um, do you think, you know, not on that or his course selection, but do you think that, do you think that Antonio Brown's days in the National Football League are over? No, and I only say no for this reason. Um, his talent is out of this world. He is a Hall of Famer who – continues to make bad decisions and continues to get terrible information from those people closest to him um, who enable him. That said, you watch him play. Look, he was goofing off all summer, riding around in hot air balloons, had his feet frozen off. He shows up with the Patriots after a couple days of practice and is the best player on the field. The fact that he can't stay on the field because of all the other stuff tells you just how nuts this is. But if he can get it together, and he held it together for nine years in Pittsburgh, a team is going to take a chance on that. We know before that uh, before the Patriots signed him and after he was released for the Raiders, the Seahawks were interested. That's a team that needs wide receivers. There will be interest in him, but he has to get all this off-field stuff sorted out and, and, and bottled up, for lack of a better phrase. I don't know if he can do that anytime soon, but maybe uh, some time away from the game will make him realize that um, it pays a lot better to be an NFL wide receiver than someone taking online classes. Right, true, true, true. Well, it's good he's trying to extend his education a little bit. Yeah. You know, that's that's gotta have good. a fallback plan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, he's been lo- well. He can play in the XFL too. I mean, we talked about that yesterday. That'd be something. They'd have they'd have their, they'd have a, a hood ornament and a guy who's a top guy. I mean, Vince McMahon would love that. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I, I and look, it, these guys, these superstars, say that they'll never do that, and then they they end up having to do that because they're, they've sort of run themselves out of options. Um, right. Antonio's thirty-one. I don't know if he's there yet. I don't know if he's burned every bridge. Those tweets that he sent out after he was released and then quickly deleted, they're not helping. But we'll, you know, we'll see. The, the talent is undeniable. It's just everything else that makes it hard to imagine that this man is somehow out of a job. Ryan, concern level now in Cleveland, sloppy, poor, <laughs> let's say, you know, at times, you know, a sloppy and, and very poor play, bad execution, bad game planning. Concern level in Cleveland right now, 1 to 10. 9. And uh, this is, I, I think I talked to you guys about this over the summer. It, it's not the talent. It's can this team handle expectations? The answer is no. And can Freddie Kitchens handle being a first-year head coach? The answer is no. Uh, the play calling was utterly and absolutely atrocious. He took responsibility for it. Great. He said he's not going to do anything differently in terms of giving up the play calling. He may be in over his head. It appears that he is. 
based solely on the play calling that we saw where he didn't take advantage of all the weapons, including and starting with Baker Mayfield. And where do you go from here? So we'll see if he magically becomes a better play caller. Um, I, I think this team is in trouble, and they're, they're not a good football team right now. And it's hard to say that with Jarvis Landry, Baker Mayfield, and Odell Beckham as the centerpieces of your offense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. and we, we've all spoken glowingly of what, what, these, what this team could be like uh, before the season even started. If, if we shift gears up to uh, talking about the Pats and the Bills. So the Patriots are a little banged up right now, as you know. Um, you know, Bills are sitting three and zero. I don't know if I, I mean, I'm a Bills fan, right? So I don't know if they're a real three and zero or if it's just who they've played. But you think it's the right time that the Bills have the Pats coming into the Bills Mafia home? Yeah, uh, it's perfect. You think so, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, the, the first two games it. they won on the road, right, in New Jersey, and, and beat the Jets and the Giants. And uh, I mean, that counts for something. Josh Allen has gotten better each and every week. He still makes decisions that 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 leave you wondering why he would attempt to throw the ball there. Yeah, but, he, look, yeah. he's competing, and he's athletic, and he can make wins with his feet. We saw Dawson Knox on Sunday going off the third-round pick, the tight end, at yep. Ole Miss, who is, is really athletic. Real good. Really strong. The defense is playing well. Ed Oliver, the first-round pick, is playing well. So I think they're, in terms of confidence, all-time high. Um, I love Sean McDermott, the head coach. Can they beat the Patriots at home? Yeah. Am I uh, confident in it? Not really, but I think this the timing couldn't be better. We know that the Bills fans will be there jumping through tables, and yes. that's, maybe this is the time to sort of <laughs> take that extra step. At the end of the day, we know the Patriots are winning the division, but it would be a good start for the Bills, a team that is, as you point out, Taz, 3-0, man. Yeah. Ryan, uh, a couple before we let you go. Number one, down in Carolina. Uh, Taz and I, we've spent a lot of time talking about Cam Newton. He's out this week once again, that foot sprain. Kyle Allen starting for the Carolina Panthers. I'll ask you, too strong to say we have seen the last of a great Cam Newton in the NFL. I don't I don't think so. And I people forget that he was the MVP in 2015, that team that went to the Super Bowl. And they just want to remember him as a guy who can't throw the ball anymore because of the shoulder injuries. Have the shoulder injuries now. We have the foot injury now. He's 6'5", 250 or whatever he is, 260. But he just can't take those hits time in and time out. And it's not solely because he's running. It's because the offensive line has struggled and for for other reasons. And so do the pay, uh, the Panthers want to continue to pay him next year if he's not healthy? I would imagine the answer is no. I would imagine there will be plenty, a ton of interest for Cam Newton if that happens. But it just doesn't seem to be working. If this team continues to struggle, and Kyle Allen had a fantastic day. They were playing the Cardinals. But if he's a sort of a stopgap guy or a guy even they start to like a lot more, Rivera could be gone if this team doesn't win a lot of football games. They get rid of um, Gurney, the, the general manager, and Cam could be gone. So it, it's a weird thing to have to talk about given how good Cam Newton's been. But the injuries are piling up and, and obviously preventing him from playing football games. So when is he coming back? We don't know. When he's going to be healthy, we don't know that either. So those are two important questions we got to find out in terms of thinking about the future of Cam Newton in Carolina. Yeah, and final one in Indy, Jacoby Brissett. Uh, you know, he's not Andrew Luck, but the Colts loved him. You know, when Luck retired, him, retired they gave him a two-year, $30 million contract extension. And I'll tell you, watch him. You know, he does it differently than Luck, but he does it nonetheless. 16 straight completions the other day against Atlanta to begin that game. I mean, there's things to like about it, about Jacoby Brissett, not just his leadership, his arm, be able to throw on the run as well. He's a tough quarterback, too. Uh, you could tell why the Indianapolis are, were so, Colts were so high on their backup quarterback. 
Yeah, absolutely. In fact, when Andrew Luck retired, obviously I was shocked like everyone else, but I, my first thought was this team should be okay, in part because of Jacoby Brissett, in part because Chris Ballard, the GM, has done a wonderful job of building this team with a bunch of young players. The defense is really, really good. And, and I felt at the time, and I feel this way now, even though the Texans are playing pretty well, I think the Colts can win this division. And I think it starts with Jacoby Brissett and all the other reasons I mentioned there's been there's been a drop off obviously, but not to the point where you're concerned. You're in, you have you have bigger concerns about Adam and Terry. That's where this organization is, and that should tell you how much confidence they have in what Jacoby Brissett's done through three weeks. And I think he's only going to get better. Ryan Wilson covers the NFL for CBS Sports, CBS Sports HQ. Hey Ryan, we appreciate it, bud. Have a good Tuesday. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Guys. Take care, you man. You got it. Uh, there you have it. And he's looked great, Taz. You look at Brissett yeah. uh, through the first couple yes. games here, yeah. uh, first uh, you know three games of the NFL regular season. Yeah, Brissett has looked very, very good for the Indianapolis Colts and tough, and that was a hell of a victory this past Sunday against Atlanta. We both had a feeling uh, that he was going to play pretty well. We said at the time when people were saying, go trade for Eli Manning, Eli Manning. We kept on saying, they like Brissett, whether you like it or not, they like him. They want him to play. Playing well, yeah. So, you know, he's the guy right now there in in Indy. It's that simple. Yeah, and those that gave up those season tickets in Indianapolis, they might be getting them back. That cold team is not half bad. Uh, We'll come back. We got the three for you. Bogus will be back in the house as well. Give me an update. It's Taz and the Moose on a Tuesday morning right here. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It is on a Tuesday morning. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. Quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. 15 minutes. You can save 15% or more on your car insurance. We'll get to the three here uh, momentarily. Uh, Bogus is in the house. Third and final time. Deep breath from Taz. What's up, Taz? What's up, Seems like Taz is happy to see me. Well, because uh, I need you, Andrew, to tell... This I've been waiting all show. Oh, you dropped right. us with a little hook. Yes, about something with Zach and you. Who yeah. does thank you. You know who starred on Taz and Moose on right. Friday. So you will hear Zach say a the name of the Giants running back during okay. the three coming up here shortly. The now, one who was injured. Correct. Okay. Now I believe Zach has yelled about this on this very show, but he certainly has on social media and in our newsroom recently about how much he's a real Giants fan. He can take me back. You know, Pepper Johnson, Gary, dropping Gary yeah. Reason, all the old school Giants. Def- defending Eli Manning. Yeah. Giant fans want Eli out, suck. They don't know what they're talking about, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. He walks out of his little studio enclave this morning, looks at me and goes, it's Saquon, right? Oh, come on. Are you kidding me? And I look at him you don't and I say go, the name? for real? He goes, well, I mean, it could be Saquon. I'm like, yeah, it could be Saquon, but it's Saquon, and he's the one giant name that you should uh, know from wow. screaming about it, the Giants. You've got to get it right. And he's a he's got to know. Right. He's a terrible job by Zach. He's a huge Giant fan. 
You can't be a huge Giant fan and yell at me last week for thinking that Eli is over and Daniel Jones should play before they made the quarterback change and then come out in within 10 days and go, how do you say Saquon? Are you John D. Flippo. Are you on... <laughs> Are you on an attack on him because of what he said about you, what you were calling sports? No, I forgot. That was a long Wherever time ago. Were calling then today sports. Was broadcast live from Fordham no. University. No, he could have saved me. Basketball. <laughs> he could have saved me from a burning building an hour ago. That's the best. But then it goes, did take one? He's done. Yeah. Wow. Done. The wow. guy who does play-by-play on the internet? <laughs> the guy who knows things. <laughs> Khalil Mack. Yeah. Oh, you're out for Zach. There's That's no it. You're out for blood. That's it. Oh, oh my God! You should get him to do your Taz show, Reed. <laughs> you uh, Andrew, you're you down with that? Uh, I'm in, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll There's no money involved. This is just, oh, I'll, I'll give well. you a shout out on social media. Okay. You know, that's, that's good cool. enough. Right. We over. Yeah. Kahi Leonard. <laughs> Here's your report. It is sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance, protecting commercial vehicles <laughs> and offering specialized coverages designed to protect your business. More at ProgressiveCommercial.com. The Chicago Bears defense picked off three passes, scooped up two fumbles, while their QB, Mitchell Trubisky, had just one pass intercepted. Chicago head mathematician Matt Nagy. Anytime you have five turnovers and you only turn the ball over one time, that's a plus four ratio. You're going to win a lot of football games that way. Yes, five oh, minus one geez. is yeah. four. And when they did in Washington last night, 31-15, Chicago scored the first 28 points of the game on a ha-ha Clinton Dix pick six. And Trubisky's trio of touchdown passes to Taylor Gabriel, all of them came in the second quarter. All of that offense after one touchdown over their first two games. Meanwhile, Washington fans chanted for rookie QB Dwayne Haskins, but a change ain't coming, says head coach Jay Gruden. We have to have some continuity. You know, I can't be changing people every five minutes here. So I think Case, I got to give Case another uh, an ample opportunity to play with these new guys. I mean, this is the first time in this offense, really. You know. Yeah, we know. Uh, Gruden's team is now zero three. The franchise has lost seventeen of its last eighteen at home on Monday. What's a good emoji to send to your wife besides a heart? My wife or your wife? Well, I'm not going to send one to your wife. That's yeah. <laughs> what I thought you meant. Yeah. I, was, I was like, I, I, I don't know. No emoji. Yeah, blank. <laughs> but yeah. Stop so, typing. <laughs> yeah. That's what he's doing. Is no, there no. no suplex emoji? Is there, no, is there, yeah. is, is like a, is a, a flower, like a rose bed? Is it her birthday? No. no. Anniversary? No. It's just love? No, it's just love. Just, just oh, happy. Oh, I mean, oh, I burst rose. love. I mean, All right. A rose you think is good? Sure. How about like a, they have this pink mushroom? Mushroom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not yeah, a mushroom. I was going to go eggplant, but yeah, you can do whatever you want. She's not a fan of mushrooms, but maybe not, not a mushroom, huh? How about, like, uh, yeah, a rose? I there guess. you go. Is it raining out? <laughs> no. Because no. I would have sent not. the raindrop. No, not raining. Right. Rose send and a heart. It, send it to her because you miss her. Yeah, oh, there you go. Very nice. Wow. Yeah, last time You're I took advice from you, it cost me a Good bunch job. of money at a concert. Yeah, that remains not Stiff. my fault, yeah. but whatever. No, it is your fault. Uh, not to spoil the three, but the Giants could be without Steve Barkley for up to two months with a running back diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. <laughs> the Panthers wasting no time this week. Cam oh, Newton man. and his foot already ruled yeah. out for Sunday in Houston. Kyle Allen starts again after four TDs in Arizona. And in Indy, linebacker Darius Leonard still in concussion protocol. Safety Malik Hooker reportedly out at least a month with a torn meniscus. Paul Goldschmidt had to wait to the final week of the season to finally return to Arizona. And that ball's hit deep to right center field. Backing up is the right fielder to the track, to the wall. Big fly, Paul Goldschmidt. 
His 100th home run in this ballpark. His first as a visitor, Rick Horton on Cardinals Radio. The former D-backs all-star first baseman helped St. Louis win 9-7 for a three-and-a-half game lead on Idle Milwaukee atop the NL Central. The Mets are five games behind those Brewers for the second wild card with six left after an 8-4 home loss to the Marlins. The Phillies are six and a half back with seven left after a 7-2 loss in Washington. And the Rays have come from behind 7-4 home win over the Red Sox, temporarily breaking their tie with Cleveland for the second AL wildcard. Guys? All right, good job, brother. Uh, Here we go. Let's get to it, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Chicago Bears defeat the Redskins 31-15 on Monday Night Football. Yeah, the joy. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, the joy in Zach Martin's voice as the Skins uh, get knocked around last night by the Chicago Bears. Uh, As you would expect going into it, the Bears were a road favorite, and the Redskins looks absolutely inept, uh, you know, from... A number of different levels. Offensive line struggled. Keenum with the turnovers. Uh, defense struggled. Uh, Trubisky had himself a game. 20-23. Only threw for under 200 yards, but, uh, you know, had three touchdowns in the game as they lit up Josh Norman, which has become a common theme for the Washington Redskins. Half place was half full. And app stop putting them on Monday Night Football. I mean... And you look at the game. The game was an absolute bore. Then you get the guy on the Redskins staff mixing the Gatorade with a stack of cups, Mm, right? Then you get them putting London Fletcher into the ring of honor and misspelling his name on the scoreboard. And then you throw in the fact of the guy coming out with the Redskins flag. As the as the band is on the field and you got the cheerleaders at all and basically waving the flag and the flag dropped down as he's then he's just basically waving a metal stick as the flag is by his feet. <laughs> I mean, you couldn't ask for a worse night if you were the Washington Redskins. An embarrassment on every single level possible. A pathetic franchise that we all witnessed on ESPN last night. The play was pathetic. The organization is pathetic. The stadium stinks. The food stinks. It's overpriced. The coaching staff is terrible. And the Bears went in there, and they went out and embarrassed them. The offensive line, I mean, if you're Trent Williams, think about this. You'd rather not get paid because you don't trust the medical staff of the Washington Redskins because they misdiagnosed a growth on your head during the course of the offseason. It doesn't get any worse if you're a Skins fan inept to the nth degree. Nth degree. It Hail, does not get any worse. Hail to the Redskins. Uh, yeah, not much I can say after that. Yeah, you nailed it all. Uh, yeah, Keenum, uh, you mentioned turnovers. He, uh, just three interceptions. Not going to cut it uh, against a team with a defense, uh, you know, like uh, like the Bears have. And then you, you put Trubisky in a position to, to actually play pretty good. I mean, he was 25-31 with 231 yards, three TDs, one interception. He played good. I mean, like, not a big, strong running game. For the uh, for the Chicago Bears and I and we were talking earlier about potential what they can do and yada yada is Trubisky the guy I like I said earlier I don't think I have no problem with Trubisky I think he's actually a pretty good quarterback and and with that defense it's tough not to win games my concern is yeah I know Tariq Cohen's good back and stuff but like you pointed he's a real tiny guy he's a small guy I usually won't pass judgment on a guy because he's lacking size but he's small and I just don't think he's I don't think he's a great back at all he's a solid back. I just think they're lacking some running game there. Not not massive weapons in the receiving core for the Bears. But they got it done. Uh, you know, 31-15 to 15 and beat up on the Redskins last night. So the Bears go 2-1 and one right now. So 
uh, it's a pretty good deal if, if you're the uh, Chicago Bears and and it could, the future could be bright for you right now. You Again, with that defense, as we know, defense, as the cliche goes, wins championships. We hear it all the time. Now they're going to go out to, uh, where they gonna, I think they're playing the Redskins next. So now we've got the Redskins. I'm sorry, Redskins. No, uh, Vikings. Redskins Vikings, play Vikings, Vikings. 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 Bears Vikings. play the Vikings. Redskins reading, play the Giants. I was reading the word Redskins. Yeah, Vikings. Right. Vikings. So they got the Vikings uh, at home. So for Chicago. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, the defense is great. They're going to need more from Trubisky. Um, and we'll see if they do. It was certainly his best game of the three so far this year. Uh, but that offense has got to get more explosive. I think it was yes. probably a, a, a product of the team that they were going up against last night. All right, number two. Number two. Saquon Barkley to miss several weeks with a high ankle sprain. Oh, there you go. 48 uh, weeks is the reports for Saquon Barkley. Walking boot and all high ankle sprain suffered in the game in which Daniel Jones was the Giants' hero and the new star in New York. Uh, Barkley, the second-year tailback out of Penn State, uh, who had a fantastic rookie campaign, now going to miss a, a large chunk here of the regular season, Taz. would love to see Jones and Barkley in the same backfield. Barkley's there for the long term. It's not like the Giants will win a Super Bowl this year. So you could pacify it a little bit and explain it out, rationalize it out, and say, all right, it, at least it's not a torn ACL. At least it's not a broken leg. Uh, it's he's not some sort of significant hip injury. Uh, it's a high ankle sprain. He'll be back, uh, but you'd like to see him on the field, obviously, because he's a special player to watch. Yeah. Microphone. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, you're right. I mean, it, it could have been a lot worse. Like I was saying, when I watched the play happen live, I'm like, oh, it, it, the angle that the cameras are shooting, it, it looked like his it looked like his knee was blown out, like the way he got hit. But it wasn't that. Uh, thank God for him. And it's not like you mentioned all these other catastrophic type of injuries he could have had. That, uh, that Barkley could have, and, and and he could also have had a neck injury. That didn't happen. So, I mean, yeah, it's a high, high ankle. I mean, it sucks for Giants fans, but he'll be back. He's young. He's strong as hell. I talked earlier about his lower body, how powerful that is. I mean, that's gonna he's going to recover quick, quicker than most athletes because he has so much density, muscle density in his calves, his quads, his glutes, his hamstrings. Um this guy's lower body is something of epic proportions, so that will help him recover. I know it sounds crazy with a high ankle sprain, but it will. It will. His body's a machine, man, and I, I do think he'll recover maybe a little bit quicker, but it don't matter. Giants have an uphill battle now. They don't have that running game. It stinks for them because you got Daniel Jones now who's your new, your new, you know, your new quarterback, and, and, he, and he looks to be like he's going to be excellent. So uh, it would be nice to have that chemistry built with Barkley in the backfield with Jones, but Giants and the Giants fans, you have to be a little patient on that one. Uh, yeah, um, and uh, they're going to have to wait a little bit. And what they hope is that the uh, the young signal caller able to pick up the slack and certainly was able to do that second half against the Buccaneers. All right, number three. Number three. Kansas men's basketball charged with major violations. Yeah, lack of institutional control. Anytime you hear that when it comes down to the NCAA and you're looking at uh, your football or basketball program, uh, that's a massive problem. Charged with five level one violations, the most serious under NCAA rules, as well as two level two violations related to the school's football program under former coach David Vitti and also uh, levied at the basketball program uh, for head coach Bill Self uh, with uh, responsibility violations. So uh, Kansas now has 90 days, according to NCAA rules, uh, to respond to this. Uh, Bill Self, uh, 56, has got a Kansas to at least a share of 14 consecutive Big 12 regular season titles, three Final Fours, 2008 NCAA National Championship game team, 
uh, which was a, a great team led by uh, Mario Chalmers. But um, we'll see exactly where this leads, but uh, not a good thing for Kansas athletics when you look at the uh, possible violations. According to the NCAA, when you have five level one violations, football program, lack of institutional control, basketball program, that's a problem. Uh, yeah, massive problem here for sure. You know, and in this, there's some text messages, proof of of some you know shady, sketchy stuff with a, a gentleman, TJ Gasolono, who worked for Adidas, and that's who sponsors uh, Kansas has sports and stuff like that. And and, and there's some text messages with uh, Gasolone and and Coach Self, and basically this you know basically tying money that's given to you know to parents of the players and that, that are recruits and like it's a bad deal like it's a bad this is this is not going to end well for for Kansas athletics here especially the basketball program not not at all no no we'll see very serious stuff no question about it uh so you gotta be nervous if you're a Jayhawk fan we'll see exactly where this does lead a little bit down the road Kansas expects to defend themselves Bill Self I believe through Kansas and also his attorneys expect to vehemently uh, they denied it, and they're going to defend themselves. So we'll see where that does end up. But uh, yeah, uh, the initial Rough. NCAA stuff, right? No question about it. Lack of access, it counts. You know, uh, lack of uh, institutional control is uh, a massive issue when you look at self and uh, when you look at some of the violations of that football program as well. So there you have it. Your big three here on this Tuesday morning. It's Taz and the Moose with you. You know where you're at. Sirius and XM206, the app as well. All of our great affiliates across the country come back. We got the undercard for you as we wrap up a Tuesday program right here, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It is a Tuesday morning. Good show so far. Ryan Wilson joined us earlier on the program. Remember, download the podcast each and every day. Radio.com, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher as well, wherever you download those podcasts. Uh, you can get it uh, on a day-in, day-out basis. Uh, so there you go. A lot of NFL will be continuing as we ramp up the coverage to week four, which gets going, obviously, on Thursday night. Good Thursday night game. Uh, an intriguing one when you look at it. Um, what do you got? The Packers and Eagles Thursday night, I believe mm, it is, right? I think so. Yes, yes. That's, right. It feels like uh, we're talking Thursday. Monday just happened. Like, you know, it's crazy. But yeah. Why? Yeah. 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 What's feels, that? No, I said it feels like the week's going by fast yeah. already. That's what I'm saying. Oh, no. Mike was saying something to my ear. I, do, oh, I didn't know that. Uh, in Lambeau Field, right. So Packers, Eagles in Lambeau Field. That's a good game. That that's is a, good a, game. That, that's a That's a good matchup. A lot of green. But yeah. that'll be a... That'll be a good match. I need Aaron Rodgers to play well. He's starting on my fantasy team I'm in the league here that we have on this show. Uh, that seems like no one gives a rat's ass about, and this is what always happens. Usually, it takes about six weeks for that to happen. We're week what three, and no one cares about it. No, no I'm changing my lineup every week. I'm on top of it. Anyone not changing their lineups? I haven't looked. Pete, you're the commissioner. Do you know? Uh, everyone's changing their lineups. So people are into it. Are you serious? You just joke when you say that. I'm I'm half serious. Oh, you don't. Know. I'm changing my lineup. But you well, just see, you, you know. See, but you I also have, you, was thinking. But so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, Pete. See, that's the problem. You're not even taking your role as commissioner seriously. But I also was thinking that maybe if I finish in last place, I'll get a shirt this year. I finish in first last Pete, year, and I get nothing. You're not getting anything. No matter what you where you finish, you shouldn't be playing for a shirt. You should be playing just to have the victory. 
Just I, for the competition factor. And I got one over you this week. So. Oh, you did get one over yes. me. I'm glad you pointed that out. Yes, uh, you did. That's fine. That was unprofessional. But yes, you did. You did. You didn't have to point it out. I had 100, uh, 100.10. You had 143.64. That's because you're a cheating bum. That's why. So. Blow out. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, well, you know, the problem is, well, the problem is I, I started Hackinson at tight end from the Lions, and I shouldn't have did that, and I had uh, O.J. Howard on the bench. That was my biggest problem, one of my biggest problems. But anyway, that's a whole other story. Oh, uh, well, that was a tactical mistake. Yeah, that was a mistake. Would that have given you the win or no? No. Oh, okay. But it, I would have got closer. Oh, you would have got closer. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying what to see. The, what is the differential between the two teams? What, well, what he, beat uh, by? Four, he beat me by like 43. Oh, it wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, I know. See, he he, still, he has Brady. I have Rodgers. Um, uh, and the running back spot, too. Kamara for him got 37.10. Oh, for he was great. I know he played great. And I had Eckler who had 15. So, you know, that's a problem. I made a good move, though, on Sunday morning. <clears throat> I started – I have Burkhead. I, I got him off of waivers, the waiver wire. And uh, I started Burkhead because <laughs> I heard that he was you know, going to get more reps. <laughs> Excuse me. So, uh, But that didn't help me. Well, James White was out. Correct. That's why I made uh, that for move. For paternity leave. That's yes. why I made that move. Yeah. Very nice. Well, Lambo, my kicker uh, from the Jags, got me 10, Moose. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very nice. Right. Well, and hopefully you battle back this week and get yourself a W. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, all right, here we go. I the put Nick Chubb on the bench, by the way, which was stupid. He had 17 points. I didn't know. I didn't know he was going to play that good. Well, you tra- if you draft the guy sixth overall, you should start well, him. Well, it's funny. Week. When I did draft it's him, and matchup we guy. were going over yeah, it, and you're looking yeah. at the draft, and you're, and you're looking at my team on the air, and you go, Nick Chubb. Like, that doesn't help my confidence. And that's what you did. So I, I did do that, but, uh, you, I mean, Nick who the hell cares what, you know, you should be. Well, I respect everyone's opinion in the league. They were all. No, I understand, I, I but you, my should, opponents. you draft a guy sixth overall, he should be starting every week. Yeah. Unless he's hurt. Yeah, no, I mean, it but should I not had, be based on opponent. Uh, you know, my team has five million wide receivers, so I had to make moves. So, by the way, Moncrief, I'm you getting have rid to of start him. two running backs every week. I, I, no, but, well, this week what I'm going to do is I'm going to start Eckler. Uh, and Burkhead, I'm also – yeah, I know, I know. Right. Yeah, I, I, I'm not telling you what I'm doing. Who am I playing? Who, who's playing who? Uh, exactly. Uh, Can you do uh, your job as a commissioner? Do you know anything at all, Pete? Just follow here? the computer. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's right there. Yeah. Oh, God, you know who I'm playing? Oh, jeez. <sighs> Pete Gass. Oh, there you go. Very oh, nice. God. You guys can talk smack to him. And look at this jobber. He's got jo- – he's got – Oh, no, I thought he had another guy. Forget it. He's got my quarterback as his quarterback. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this whole thing. I'm done. I'm out. I'm not playing no more. I'm out. I quit. All right. Week three. Done. Tapped out already. Unbelievable. All right, here we go. We're going to do the thing. Here we go. Let's go. The undercard. Taz and the Moose present The Undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. All right, Michael. All right, inspired off of Antonio Brown going back to school. Let's say you guys are being recruited today. Is there a college football program you would like to play for right now? Uh, East Stroudsburg. East Stroudsburg. Yep, right off I-80 up in Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'll go D2 Jones. Kick ass, take names, start up inside linebacker. Probably East Stroudsburg. Uh, if not, maybe you, uh, you buff University of Buffalo. I'll go to Bill's games and I'll beat Pete. What is you Pete? What? <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> Speak. Uh, East Stroudsburg. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, I want to make sure I get playing time. 
I'll go back to school there. I never went there initially, and or uh, and then I will go to maybe I'll go to Buffalo. Like I said, because I'll beat all Khalil Max records, defensive records, tackle and sack records. You'll be able to be the running back and the quarterback that beats Trouser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Play every position. Uh, I'd say Clemson. Clemson. I don't think there's a Clemson. Wow. Yeah. Why not? Jeez, you're going all the way to the tippy top, top, top. Well, Sweeney's a hell of a coach to play for. Herb Street, uh, yeah, Kirk Herb Street's sons playing for Both Clemson. Both sons, yeah. Both yeah, sons, yeah. Uh, playing for Clemson. So you, you've seen that, and it uh, says a lot, Mr. Ohio State. They're both playing for the Clemson Tigers. I know, so, that's funny. Um, yeah, I, I would say, I, I think I think Sweeney's a guy that I'd, if, I, if any of my sons were ever good enough to play football, and they're not going to be playing football, so it's never going to happen. But uh, if they did ever take that path, um, Clemson would be the, the program. I mean, if Sweeney was still there. I don't know if he'd be there at that stage. We're looking at ways down the line. Right. My kids are young, but uh, his program's great. I mean, it just is. They take care of their athletes. They produce pros. They play big, meaningful games. Um, I don't think there's a better run program in America than what Clemson's doing right now. No, if I had a pick, oh, you know, like back in the day, if I was a good enough player, I would have would have loved to play football at Penn State. Mm. Right, and I wasn't good enough, obviously, but but I, I would have loved that. So I've had to go back in time and do that. And I remember my son; we went with him, my wife and I, on a recruiting trip. They recruited him to play lacrosse there and at Penn State. And my son knew knew me with Penn State football. He's like, Dad, you want me to come here, right? I go, Yeah, I'd love if you were there, but you got to do what you want to do. Don't just, you know. <laughs> and he would tease me about the whole the whole process. Like, you want me to? Yeah, listen, you do what you want. It's tough though when you. Because you don't want to come off like you're living vicariously for your kid. Yeah. It's a tough spot, but you want to uh, make it. a great program. Oh, it is. It yeah, is. Great place yeah, to go yeah. play. Yeah. Great um, spot. Man. Everyone that goes there love their time at Penn State. All yeah. right. Next. My email address is hashtag I don't care. Mm-hmm. Ah. Yeah. Uh, Netflix is coming out with a Breaking Bad movie called El Camino. Your interest level in the Netflix special. I never got into Breaking Bad. I know a lot of uh, people loved it. My wife what was loves, the spinoff of Breaking Bad? She loves it. Better Call Saul. Better Call Saul. Was that as good as Breaking? Did you watch it? No, I've watched it. It's it's good, but it's not be- uh, it's not Breaking Bad. It's, okay, you can't compare. I uh, I don't care. My it'll be on in my home because my wife loved the, the the whole Breaking Bad gimmick, so she'll be watching this. Uh, you know, Mike, I'm going to quiz you. You always come out here. We do these, and you quiz us. I'm going to quiz you. Do you know what an El Camino is? That's a no. Car? Nope. You're guessing. I'm guessing. It's a car. It's actually it's an old school car, but it's like a pickup truck back. It's like a ha- it's like a pickup truck back. Uh, what do you call it? like an open back hatch gimmick? Yeah. Next. Uh, what, what is it? So when's that coming out on Netflix? <laughs> October 11th. October 11th on Netflix. It's oh. unbelievable. Next. It's, a, it's like a. <laughs> Moose, do you know what an El Camino is? Do you know what an El Camino is? Uh, Does anybody else know what an El Camino is? Did anybody give a rat's ass what El Camino is? No, it's a car. All right, great. I was letting you explain what it was. All right, got it. Go ahead, do you next. Next, next, <laughs> next. We've talked a lot about Disney and the food at Disney. Uh, They're now coming out with 400 items that are plant-based for those that don't want to uh, eat some of the nastiness at uh, at the Magic Kingdom, the greatest place on earth, is it kind of un-American that you can't go to Disney World and eat something that's bad for you now? I don't think that's un-American. No, I, I, they're playing to the they're playing to the numbers because more and more people are going uh, plant-based. Right? We talked about KFC; they've now got a plant-based chicken nugget, uh, the Whopper. They've got the plant-based Whopper. Uh, you go to all these burger joints; they're they're going that route as well. Uh, to make sure that it's not uh, for those that are, are not eating the meat 
Uh, maybe it's a case now where you look at it down at Walt Disney World. I get it. It's a sign of the times. They're a business. They're looking to you know make sure that everyone when they come there they they don't have to just eat hot dogs or French fries. They can eat whatever the hell they want to, and they're going to give them an opportunity to eat something that maybe is not meat based and plant based. So it makes sense. That's great. All right. All right. Next. Ooh. Oh. Who has a brighter future, the Redskins or the Knicks? Oh, great question. I'd say the Knicks. Amazingly enough, I'd say the Knicks. Not by much, but I'd say the Knicks. Someone asked me a question on Twitter last night. Who's a worse owner, James Dolan or Daniel Snyder? It's very, very close. But I'd actually say Daniel Snyder's a worse owner than James Dolan when you look at the Redskins and the Knicks. Uh, but the Redskins look lifeless. At least the Knicks have got some picks and some young players. Not so much the case uh, down there in Washington. Uh, all right, Mike, good show. Pete, good show. Bogish with the updates as well. Taz, good stuff as always, brother. Uh, have yourself a wonderful Tuesday, everybody. Uh, till tomorrow, peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.